0: You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. What are we talking about today on the podcast? It's going to be a short one, but we wanted to get on the theme of magnesium abundance. Um, I think it's probably the missing piece in the magnesium um, paradigm because we don't really see that unless there's abundance. It's not about deficiency. It's like (laughs) deficiency seems to be defined by blood tests, and you you go there and only 1% of magnesium is stored in the blood, so it's like good luck trying to figure out what that really means in your body. I mean, the blood has a reflection of parts of the body, but not when it comes to magnesium fully with the exception of the fact of pathology. So if there's like a severe pathology, then yes, you're going to have some serious happening in the blood, you know, a low level of magnesium in the blood. Um, But optimization is not covered by that. So you can hit the ceiling (laughs) in how much is in your blood and still be very low in the patchwork deficiency, which is spread out all across your bones, teeth, nerves, your whole structure is composed of a magnesium lattice. And so how to estimate that is just like once you see how hard it is to estimate it, you realize people have to go locally. You know, when they do surgery, they, they, they take cells and they, they try to figure out magnesium deficiencies locally. Yes. OK, that's one way. but That's a lot of work and time and patience. Another way is they'll test the tongue. And so uh, for hope for like heart surgery, surgeons test the tongue because it's a better mirror of the soft tissue deficiency, um, which there is some logic there. But it doesn't equate to everything like there's still, you know, like bone density and teeth. And there's so many other ways where magnesium can be deficient and we cannot detect it um, or at least not in a way which we've done so far or a way that's practical or cheap or happens to everybody. So, most people just see their blood test, they're like, I'm good, we're all good. And it's like, well, one for one, you know, there's an RBC blood test, which is an even more advanced version of the blood test, which should be asked for in that condition. But even without the RBC test, uh, you still have this problem of trying to trace the actual deficiency and what is the actual abundance. And so you find some of those keys through history. If you look at why they were so obsessed with these waters, what they were doing, all these waters around America, all the Greek and Roman baths, and where, why were they using dolomite, and why were they using that type of mortar to build these baths, and what does the heat do with all that, how leachy and porous is all this structure, and Um, you know, especially in regions where magnesium was high in the minerals uh, in the vegetation and the water. uh, So you already have a high magnesium, like say, Lutrachi or Epsom or Bath England or Spa in Belgium, whatever the city is, you have a high magnesium already. And then you're adding these baths and you're kind of turning this heat and using slake lime, turning the dolomite into mortar and and you're getting a, a, a very leaky on purpose kind of system, which has a, a, a much higher quality of magnesium. I mean, it already had it, right? So now we're just doubling it or whatever. And so that come, becomes a way to get the supplement, especially if that becomes part of your culture and that's a bath ritual and that's something that's done often or whatever and um, exposing your whole body to it. Yeah. So it's a smarter way to do it. And you don't have to think about the pills or, you know, people are like, oh, I'm not deficient, I'm good. And it's like, well, you should always be taking magnesium. It doesn't mean you should always take it daily, but you should always have like periods like maybe cure where you'll take like, you know, once a year you'll go through a bottle of topical magnesium or two. Once you've done the initial five or six bottles, possibly at the beginning, just to get the deficiency covered and get enough stored. So you're thinking, what well, doesn't store in the skin. And it's like, well, it stores in the structure of the human body. And so, and one place which is more easy to see is like the um, hydroxyapatite layer of the bone. Okay. That's well known that it stores there, but it also, and, and, and from there, it does make it into everywhere else. Right. So, you know, the pickle juice phenomenon, like, you know, the people low in magnet, they eat the pickle juice or they drink this or they have cramps and you know, they're realizing now that that has a lot to do with calcification coming off of the bone. So yeah, the acidity can pull a little bit of that trace layer from the high hydroxyapatite layer and bring it out into the bloodstream and let it be used for structure or whatever, or or deacidification de- 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 acidification processes, you know, that when minerals act as kind of like a buffer. And so you you have that, well, I mean, you could have that way of doing it, but then you get into acidosis because you're drinking all this, like, you know, pickle juice. And so we're trying to find a way which is sober for the body, not a way which is based on acidity and fermentation and, you know, everything that we're trying to get the body to do. The body, if it's in its better state, it doesn't need all of that. I'm not saying it's not fermenting things and, you know, methylating and all that. I'm just saying that the focus on, Overdoing that um, as a way to heal this stuff is is not right because we're trying to find out why the body's not sober enough to be okay to not need all of that acidity and stuff. Um, and so I'm seeing it a lot: the pizza, tomato, salsa, um, pizza, spaghetti, salsa. I just I'm just thinking of this right now: craze that you see. I mean, this is Americans seeking out well, lycopene, which is in the tomato, but it's also acidity. They're seeking out acidity and then they become, uh, you know, acidified over time. This leads to cancer, of course, this kind of like, you know, state of inflammation um, can get – you know, it's not something you want to keep going. And um, and so this acidity is like, you know, the body trying to like overcome things in it that are hard to break down or it's trying to move out or, you know, it needs to be able to break these things down. You know, soy proteins, gelatin matrix due to soy-fed animals, ball built through our bodies—all things that we're doing. The body's trying its best to get these things down to the right size, to, the, to where there's a smooth flow in, in, the, in the system in the blood. And so we have to acidify in order to get there. And we shouldn't—it shouldn't be that way. And the key to this, to this getting out of this Pandora's box, is you have to figure out the relationship between minerals and acidity. So minerals are the opposite of acidity in some ways. They come in and buffer the acids in the body. That's how the pH is regulated. And so, you know, the distal tube and the kidney and, and there's this whole system, right, of potassium and, um, you know, bicarbonate and <laughs> how the body kind of is able to use, I guess, chalk and acid in some form to, to, to balance each other out and get back to neutral and so um, magnesium plays a high part in that the abundance of it plays plays a great part in that um so magnesium abundance is something we don't speak about in that sense because we think we have it by throwing more pills in our gullet or whatever and we're going to get there and we're not because like the abundance can only be overcome through the skin because that's the abundant way to bring it in it's like the nature of the skin is already abundant compared to the kidney It's just a different system, you know, like if you were the creator, would you store the vitamins in a ubiquitous system that was deliverable all throughout the body or would you just put it in one little area? (laughs) And so that's like the key for vitamin D. Of course, it's well distributed and it protects the skin, too. And so the minerals are like that, too. They have a role to play at every level of structure. So they're stored in the body and the sad thing is is sometimes you can heal the deficiency, which I call the active deficiency, and then you have the passive deficiency or structural deficiency, which is something that, you know, you weren't doing this seven years ago, now you start healing it, you start getting out of the active deficiency, this type of viscosity maybe, this kind of, you know, movement in the body where things start to smooth out a little bit because magnesium is present and can catalyze enzymes and move things along. Um, um But your structure is still lacking. So there's still inflammatory things happening in your structure. And you're like, well, I'm doing all this stuff right. Why is this still happening? And it's like, well, because the structure takes seven years to change, right? Like depending on the structure, like a tendon might take a year or two. I don't know. But, but bones take longer and cartilage too. But in seven years, if you're a normal person, um, which that's hard to find, but um, – roughly in that time period a lot of the cells regenerate throughout the whole body so um and of course some regions go very quickly you know working out those those muscles heal very quickly so so replacing all this tissue with in magnesium latticed diamond sprinkled tissue is going to allow for a better um A better structure. The structure is going to be more informed, more more flexible, less injurable. And guess what? When anything is more flexible, not only is it less injurable, it also breathes more. So that's a key to cancer. That's a key to a lot of the paradigms is oxygen. And most of the stuff that's coming after us seems to work down that channel, like the the hypoxic channel from autism to vaccines to – I mean there's all this – or COVID, I guess you could say, that was a big oxygen stealer as well. And so um, we're just learning how to get around this and get a higher oxygen through our own system through a very long-term, boring, slow game, boring seven-year cycle of understanding magnesium abundance. And over those seven years, you play that mini long game and you start to change your structure. And as you change your structure... Then you start to become, you start to age differently than your fellows. I mean, depending on genetics, right? Like like some people will age great and, and some people won't and whatever. But what I'm saying is you will optimize your system for sure. And they will optimize theirs. So genetics are not because the genetics, you know, they only play a certain part. Like the rest is upkeep and maintenance and um, having... The minerals be provided in a way which is constant and you know you don't go years without it basically and so that doesn't mean constant pills no that means constant transdermal and that doesn't mean that actually that doesn't even mean constant transdermal nature isn't that way she's sober and so it's trying to get the body sober so what that means is you could do a lot of magnesium for the first year and then after that, you probably do a bottle a year or two bottles a year, but you're at like a penny a day. I mean, you know, it doesn't cost anything after that. I mean, it's just so cheap. So at that point, it's just a type of skin food or something like that, and it's not as needed as it was in that first year. But you are storing that. I said seven years, but now I say one year. So why am I saying that? Because the body can store this stuff for up to seven years too. It can store it. Um, in the in the bone in the tissue, all those that seven year cycle of everything being replaced. Well, it's in that cycle is what I'm saying. So the body will store it and then it'll get used up. And the reason why we need a magnesium abundance, one of the biggest reasons, is because you have to waste magnesium in order to detoxify. So you, it needs to be wasted, like it gets wasted up in the ATP cycle. It gets burned up, the burn rate it's called. But but you also have it gets wasted up for any sort of deacidification process or If it teams up with malic acid and then that breaks down through an ammoniac kind of principle, the aluminum in the body, and makes it more fractalized and you can get it out of the body, well, that's going to use up the magnesium too. So the magnesium is going to get used up and we need more of it to where it's not using up our reserves. So there needs to be magnesium abundance in order to get the slew of modern toxins from endocrine disruptors, which this has been proven that they come out through the sweat glands. So what else comes out that this white plants, magnesium? Why? Well, they're all attached. <laughs> Everything is coming out because magnesium is taking not just endocrine, but it's taking acid residues. It's taking you know, toxins and um, glycated proteins and whatever it can get its hands on, the system of the pump in your muscles is pushing that stuff out to where the muscles clean. There's no lactic acid. There's none of these things in there. There's no cramping. And then you have a healthy system. But that whole system is also a detoxifying system. It's also a breathing system, you know, to some degree. That flexibility. Everything needs oxygen, right? So it's not just your lungs, right? Like, so all of the system is breathing. And at the capillary down to, you know, um, in the bone, you know, your teeth are breathing. But if they didn't have magnesium, they would be pretty inflexible. I mean, they'd probably just break and be brittle. So it's a combination of minerals that allows for not only teeth, but swords too. Like if you know anything about metallurgy and creating swords and all this kind of stuff and iron ore, they figured out a lot of different combinations. I mean, it took a long time for us to figure out stainless steel, you know, for example. Um, But, um, so there is combinations of the minerals that create a certain strength. And, uh, trying to help people find that through magnesium abundance and you can take the internal tube you can do both that's fine if you want to go that route but you need this skin you need to figure this one out and if you have access to all these baths and history and you're rich and you can travel and you can do all that stuff well then you may not need it you may not need this exact approach um but most people can't and so we have a way to help you get there All right, check us out at TheHeartOfTradition.com. We have the best magnesium you can find in glass bottles, only one ingredient, and you can call our source directly, unlike 99% of the brands in America, which do not give certificates of origin because they use industrial-grade magnesium, which is inexpensive, and they just remarket it as Zextine. So come check us out at TheHeartOfTradition.com.